to another podcast episode of Daily Feasting on the Words of Christ, helping disciples of Jesus Christ to engage with the Book of Mormon on a deeper and more personal level. In fact, I'm glad that I'm doing this podcast because it has helped me personally understand the Book of Mormon on a more deeper and personal level such that I have seen the promises of President Nelson fulfilled in my own life as I've gained power and insight from studying the Book of Mormon this way and sharing it with y'all. And so today, pages 307 to 312, I hope that I can help you today find whatever it is that you're needing in the Book of Mormon, whether it's comfort healing, strength, power, understanding, acceptance, whatever it is, I hope we find it today for you. So, in these pages, we, it's, basically it's all Alma talking to his son Corianton and explaining the plan of salvation and then different parts about it because Corianton he hasn't made good choices and I think Alma detects that he doesn't quite understand the plan of salvation because if he did Alma believes that he would actually make better choices you know there's a quote by someone I can't remember who it's by but it says, the study of the gospel will change behavior better than a study of behavior will. And so, I think the more we understand about the plan of salvation, about the gospel, and how, you know, life works, then I think the more able and more equipped we are to make better choices in our lives. Alma begins by explaining something that hadn't been a question for Alma for quite a while. So Alma knew that people were going to be resurrected at the time that Christ gets resurrected. But then that made Alma wonder, okay, what happens to us after we die before the resurrection? that resurrection of Christ. Where do our spirits go? What happens to them? There's, Alma detected this space between the physical resurrection of the spirit to the body and death. And he wanted to know, you know, how God took care of their spirits after they leave this mortal life and before they return back to their body. Alma explains to his son 
this space that he discovered and he explains this question that he came to God with and what exactly he was asking God and wanting to know from God, which I think this could also be a great way to learn how one can receive personal revelation. Because what's interesting is this wasn't, has not been explained to people beforehand. But Alma had a question about it, asked God, and God answered. And just like the promise he's given to the house of Israel before, if he, if he asks, he shall receive. Alma asked, and he received. And he now has this knowledge that he can share with others, and he's sharing it with his son to let him know that there is this space between death and the resurrection of the body. And that in this space, the spirits of the righteous will dwell in happiness. But the spirits of the wicked will be in misery. And he calls these two states paradise and prison. And also explains to his son Corinthian how these are like the state of paradise and the state of prison comes because of the kinds of choices that we make here on this life. And um, how those who have chose Christ and chose to make good choices, they will be the ones who dwell in paradise. But those who chose not to follow Christ and his commandments, those are the ones that will be in misery. I think he really wants to explain this to his son and help him understand because his son has not been making good choices so far. He's really worried about him and where he's going to end up eternally. And so he's really trying to help Corianton see that we are going to be judged according to our works. You know, if we have made righteous choices on this earth then we're going to be in a state of paradise when we go back to heaven. And if, if we have desired to do good all our lives, then we will have good restored to us. He says in one verse, one raised to happiness according to his desires of happiness or good according to his desires of good and the other to evil, according to his desires of evil. For as he has desired to do evil all the day long, even so shall he have his reward of evil when the night cometh. And so it is on the other hand. If he hath repented of his sins and desired righteousness until the end of his days, even so he shall be rewarded unto righteousness. You know, and it doesn't say someone who never had to repent was righteous 
said the one who repented and desired righteousness until the end of his days shall be rewarded unto righteousness. It just says desired righteousness, someone who is willing, someone who is striving. You know, we're not perfect. God doesn't expect us to be perfect. He just expects us to try. And if we're trying our best to be good and to keep the commandments, we'll have that restored to us. However, if we have desired evil, then that will be restored to us too. In earth, we are planting the seeds of the harvest that we want to reap in the eternities. We are growing a garden every single day that we're here on earth. And what we do is kind of what we plant and how we take care of that garden. Whether or not we're weeding it or if we're just letting it get overgrown or if we're planting good plants or for planting bad plants. Those who don't take care of their garden and let it get overgrown with weeds and plant bad plants, they will receive the reward. They will receive a garden full of weeds, bad plants for eternity. But those who have taken the time to take care of their garden, to weed it, to plant good plants, That will be the reward, and they will have good plants and good fruit for eternity. And so, Alma is trying to help Corianton understand this word restored. Because Corianton seems to be a little bit confused. um, On this word and what it actually means. And a very familiar scripture for most members of the church is going to be in verse 10. Do not suppose it has been spoken concerning restoration that ye shall be restored from sin to happiness. Behold, I say unto you, wickedness never was happiness. Now, Alma explains to Corianton, restore doesn't mean you, if you make bad choices, you'll suddenly like have a good reward in heaven. Restored means that you restore it back to its original form. You give it back what it was. So if you were evil on this earth, that will be restored to you. If you were good on this earth, that will be restored to you. And he's... Really, really trying to help his son realize that there is no happiness in sin. You know, wickedness, as Alma put it, never was happiness. Satan likes to make it look like it's fun and enticing, right? If it if sin didn't look like it was awesome, right? If sin didn't look glamorous or fun or fabulous or any of those, then none of us would be enticed to sin. Alma didn't say wickedness never looks like fun. Alma just said that wickedness never was happiness. You know, it may look great. It may be exciting. 
But in the end, you're going to be miserable. Sin does not give us happiness because it takes us away from the power of God. What brings us joy in this life is the spirit, is spiritual things, is the things of God, the gifts that God can give us. And when we sin, we disrupt that line of communication between God and we disrupt his ability to be able to give us gifts and blessings and comfort and peace and healing, protection and strength, all those things. Sin keeps God from blessing us. And that's why we need to repent every single day. And that's why we need to strive to do our best every single day. So, that we, so that we can, you know, find that true happiness and find that true joy. And poor Corianton, he, he's still confused because he's wondering why the sinner must be punished. And so Alma explains the plan of salvation from beginning to end. and explains why there even is a plan. Because he says without the plan, there we would be in misery forever. We would not be able to return back to God because, as he explained, we had Adam and Eve had partaken of the fruit and we were cut off from the presence of the Lord, but we'd also become mortal. But the Lord extended the period of our mortality so they wouldn't die instantly upon coming here so that we could prepare ourselves to return to the presence of the Lord. Now, without the plan, we would not be able to return whatsoever. We would like be spiritually dead instantly but because of the plan we can now have mercy extended to us as well as justice Christ's atonement is what makes both of those possible um, without Christ's atonement only justice would be possible because there would be no ability to extend mercy to anyone because there was a law fixed and with the law when someone breaks it there must be a punishment and so with the atonement it allows justice to be satisfied but also gives the person who broke the law an opportunity to repent and have mercy extended to them. Now God God has these boundaries for what he can allow up into his kingdom. That's just the way it is. God loves all his children and wants them to be with him. But he has certain conditions, you know, just like anyone who has a house they have certain conditions and if he asks that you take off your money shoes at the door so that you don't track mud on the carpet then but you don't take off your money shoes then you can't come inside the house 
And it's not that he doesn't love you, it's just there are certain conditions. There are boundaries. You know, if you want to be a part of his family, he's telling us how we can be a part of his family. And it's not because he wants to keep us away. God wants us to come close. If he wanted to keep us away, then he wouldn't tell us any of the conditions and would just not help at all. We would know nothing. But because he wants us to be near him, he lays out this plan of salvation. He makes it clear to all of us and he makes clear the boundaries that allow us to come back to heaven. And he grants us mercy because of the atonement of Jesus Christ. So now we can repent, we can change, we can strive to do our best. And God is a very merciful God. And if he and if we don't want to be with him, or if we choose to make choices that are contrary to God's gospel, to God's law, God's not going to force us to choose good, right? If we have desired evil all our lives, we will be restored unto evil because that's what we've desired. That's what we have done on this earth. That's what we've shown God that we want. We those who do evil don't show God that they want to be near him. They've only shown him that they wish to live that lifestyle. And so they're, they get to reap those rewards. But for those who have strived to do good all their lives, God will give them, give them that good because they have shown that they want to be with God. They've strived and they've worked hard and God is, God is wise and merciful and also just. And he knows each one of our hearts and will reward us with the reward that we desire. We will reap what we sow. And so be careful what you sow. Or at least understand that, or be aware of what you, what kind of things you'll reap based on the things that you are sowing. Because there are eternal consequences at stake here. I know this episode is a little short today, but maybe that'll give you some extra time to ponder about the things that you're sowing and the things that you're reaping. And if you've received any promptings or insights, write them down. You know the drill. You've heard me say this several times. Write it down. Act on it. Share the podcast with somebody. Review it. The podcast on whatever app you listen to. Reach out to me. Yada, yada, yada. You know this spiel. <laughs> Y'all probably have it memorized by now.
I just want you to know that yes, God is just, but he's also very merciful. And both are very comforting to know. It is both comforting to know that God is just and that God is merciful. And that God is someone we can trust. God is the father of us. And those who are part of the house of Israel are, you know, the part of the family that wants to be with him. And he will protect his flock from the wolves and from the evil servants of Satan. God is just to those who attack his children. And God is merciful to his children because he knows that they are trying to do their very, very best. And that life is very, very hard. He knows that and we knew that life would be hard before we came to earth. But God has prepared a way for us to make it through life. And because of our hardships, it will allow us to be able to return back to our Heavenly Father and enjoy sweet rest and relief from this mortal life. It will help us to become more like the Savior to go through these hardships and help us to be more equipped to help others who find themselves in distressing circumstances. So don't forget to have faith and repent today because there's nothing better you can do Lift up someone who's in need and whose heart is broken. There are many who are suffering and maybe silently. Be kind to those you see and you meet because we don't know what we're all going through. And so... Reach out to those in need. And I hope that you have a day in which you can feel God lifting you up today. Know that I love you, even though some of my listeners, I may, you may not have met me and I may not have met you. And some of you I have met and some of you I know. I know that I love you very much. I know that God loves you very much. And he's looking out for you. And all things will be for your good. And it will give you experience. You can do all things through Christ. which strengthens you. He is thy shield. And thy exceedingly great reward. 
one of your salvation, your high tower and your refuge. Nothing is too hard for the Lord. Because he hears your cry and he will answer your prayer. And when we look unto him in every thought, we do not need to doubt and we do not need to fear. Our God is with us. So who can stand against us? Stay strong, my friends. And go out and conquer the day.